This is Dak Prescott, and you're listening to Faith on the Field Show. Welcome to Faith on the Field Show, presented by International Justice Mission and the Masters University. I'm Rob Motti with my beautiful wife, Remy. Great to be with you on Fox Sports Las Vegas, ESPN Richmond, Angels Radio LA, The Game Orlando, ESPN Charlotte, Real Sports Atlanta, ESPN South Jersey, and 107.5 Alive. Thank you for tuning in or listening to the podcast. Our guest this week is Denver Broncos tight end Noah Fant. Stay tuned for that conversation. But before we get into the show, we said we were going to have a special announcement coming soon, and we made that announcement. And that is that Friday, February 11, we're hosting our first Faith on the Field live event during Super Bowl week, and it's going to be held on the campus of the Masters University. And this week we announced our guest will be former Cardinals, Bears, and Buccaneers linebacker Sam Acho. He's going to join us on behalf of our great partner, IJM, and sports agent Kelly Masters. She's also an author. She's going to join us as well. And since we launched this show way back, I can't believe now, 2017 is five years ago, and we've held various events, and we've done them with Carson Wentz and Doug Peterson and Zach Ertz and other Eagles, and I did an event with Tim Tebow. I've been hoping and wanting to bring an event, a Faith on the Field live event to the Super Bowl, and thanks to our partnership with Masters University and International Justice Mission, it's allowed us to make this happen. So I am so excited It's going to be tremendous. If you want to come out to this event, it's free, but tickets are going to be required. So check our social media pages. We'll share out all the info, how you can get tickets. But what an awesome – this is something that we've been wanting to do. It's so exciting. It is just so exciting, and I can't wait to be there. And it's just – wow, you know, it's been a while since – first of all, COVID just put, like, kind of like a – Live events. Know. Yeah, mm-hmm. just like put everything on, on hold there for a little bit. But um, God is good, and he's always on a move. And uh, because he's on a move, we're on a move. So we're just we're going to continue to do what he wants us to do and to just take this everywhere we can and uh, yeah. bring Christ everywhere, <laughs> wherever growing. we go. Yeah, Keep growing, amazing. keep expanding, doing all of that. And I want to talk today a little bit about, because Noah's going to talk about putting his trust in God. He had a lot going on this year. Personally, he lost his mother before the football season, and he had a a very challenging year professionally and personally, and and he put his trust in God. And there's so many verses in the Bible that talk about putting your trust in in God. But I wanted to single out one, Isaiah 12, 2, and it says, Surely God is my salvation. I will trust and not be afraid. The Lord The Lord himself is my strength and my defense. He has become my salvation. And as I think about what we're living through and continuing to live through in this world right now, trusting in God might be hard for a lot of people, especially with everything. And, And sometimes when you have difficulties and you don't know what is coming next, it's you struggle to have that trust in God. I'll go back to what we just talked about with our event and pulling this off and finally making it come true. Now, this is something I wanted to do when we launched way back in 20. I talked about it in 2017. It didn't happen for five years Mm -hmm. till 2022. It's finally happening. Mm -hmm. But I attribute that to my trust, our trust in God, and always knowing that if we continue to put the work in, 
and we continue to honor him and glorify him in every step of the way, not put ourselves in front of what we're trying to accomplish and make it about all about Jesus Christ and sharing the message that this is going to happen at some point. So I fully believed, I fully trusted, but sometimes there were doubts and there mm-hmm. were moments where I thought, you know, this might be too too hard to pull off and there's obstacles that come in the way and and how can we make this happen and and who's going to partner with us here and what about the venue and and then it all came together and uh, every part of it, it it was just years in the making and our trust was in God and here we are on the verge of hosting you know Super Bowl's got all these events and I've been to so many Super Bowls over the years and various parties and everything else but I always wanted to bring a faith on the field event there and it's finally happening and, and it's all glory to the Lord and it's a, and a tribute to trusting in him. And how, how often do we have different other struggles right along the way and we have to put our trust in God? All the time, all day long, we put our trust <laughs> in God. I mean, I don't even know what people do when they don't have God. I don't know because like if you put your trust in your money or your health or whatever, like, you will fail. You will fail miserably. I don't know. Like I put my trust in God every single day before we go anywhere. I have to pray in a car yeah. with everybody before I start my day. I pray before I do before, before anything. I just, I like to just, I have to bring God into the mix. I don't, I can't do it without him. I try doing it without him. It just doesn't work. Mm-mm. And my trust is always in him because he's never failed me and he will never fail me. And even if something comes my way, I still know 100% that he'll bring me through it because he did before and he will do it again. He's never disappointed me. Mm. Not one time he's never disappointed me. And even in the times I've been disappointed. You don't always get out, what you want. No, no, flat out. I was yeah. just I will flat out told him like in a prayer, you, you disappointed me. Okay. Like that wasn't my plan. I, I don't like, <laughs> I don't like this end result. That wasn't cool. And uh, somehow he turns around and shows me why it didn't go my way because yeah. his way was way better than my way. His plan was better than my plan. His timing was better than my timing. And we've learned, both of us, we've learned that when things just don't go, we need to let go. Mm-hmm. Because when we let go, he takes us to a whole new level. He takes us somewhere that we've never dreamed of. And he's he always have got our backs like never before. Every single time we, we try to do stuff, and he just puts a ranch in our plans, and he's like, what are you doing? This isn't cool. Like, you're not supposed to be doing that. And we're like, but this is like the logical thing to do right now. Yeah. This is the logical thing. This is the right thing to do right now. And he doesn't do logic. He does supernatural. Logic is for you and me. Supernatural is for him. And I believe in supernatural. I like supernatural. I like my life to be supernatural. I enjoy it that way i don't like natural i don't like i don't like the 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 mundane and ordinary if you know me i'm not i don't like that stuff i don't like boring so i i choose the extraordinary and i I like it god's way because it's a cooler way you know i want to bring up something that i read today it was a tweet from robert griffin iii who was a guest on this show maybe a month or so ago it wasn't, a, and he he's he. And when we talked, when he was on the show, I talked to him about some of the things that he posts, and he said he's really thoughtful about it, and he thinks about it like he just doesn't randomly post. He thinks about what he wants to say. He wants it to be impact. He's got two million followers on Twitter, so uh, wow. I'm glad he uses his platform this way. But he he wrote, "Don't worry about the people God removed from your life. 
He heard conversations you didn't, yep. saw things you couldn't, and made moves you wouldn't. Absolutely. I love that. I and, absolutely and love that. I don't know if that's from him. He saw it somewhere, wherever. But it's so perfect. It's so great because it, it talks about that trust and having the trust and the faith in God. Because sometimes people, we, we're upset over whatever, if it's a relationship, right? Somebody's no longer in your life. And it doesn't have to be a, a relationship where it's like... Um, uh, a boyfriend, girlfriend, fiance, marriage. It could be friends. It could be whatever it may be. Right. But and those relationships dissolve or disappear. And God knows there's a reason for there's a reason for everything. If if you said a little bit ago, I don't know what people do if they don't put their trust in God. And I was thinking about that, and I was like, there's so much comfort in knowing that He already has it figured out for me. Right. There's so much comfort in that, knowing that it's his plans better than mine. So if I can just trust him and and do to the best of my ability what I'm called to do and what he thinks, what I think he wants me to do, because it's laid out for you, then it'll work out. Whatever it is, it will work out. And and, and sometimes it's hard and sometimes it's it's easier. Some days are, are not. Some days are a struggle. Some days aren't. But having that trust, having that faith. Yeah, it does. Like you said, it, it allows you to dream supernatural things. It allows you to dream big. It allows you to hope for something you ordinarily wouldn't have hoped for. And that'll it'll come to fruition. It will happen. One way or another, because he frees you to do that. He, he gives you the imagination to do that. He gives you the freedom to dream with him because he is willing and able to do it. And he's just looking for vessels to fill the yeah. call. That's all there is to that. I, I, I love that term. Looking <laughs> Looking for vessels. Yep to fill the call. So up next, you're going to hear from Denver Broncos tight end Noah Fant. You're listening to Faith on the Field Show, presented by International Justice Mission and the Masters University. Today, over 40 million people are being forced into trafficking and slavery. One in four are children. We cannot allow them to suffer in silence. We need you. We need everybody. Go to IJM.org backslash take action. Get information. Understand how you can be involved. Because of the work that you are committing to do, they will be free. For nearly 100 years, the Masters University has held an uncompromising commitment to Christ and Scripture, equipping thousands of young people to have an impact for the Lord across the world. The school offers more than 150 accredited programs, all taught from a biblical worldview as well as financial aid options and 17 intercollegiate athletic teams. Visit the Masters University in Santa Clarita, California, or at masters.edu. That's masters.edu. This is Emma Smith. You're listening to Faith on the Field Show. Welcome back to Faith on the Field Show, presented by International Justice Mission and the Masters University. I'm Rob Motti with Remy. If you're listening to us for the first time, you can go to faithonthefieldshow.com. Every episode since we launched is right there. We've had an awesome lineup of guests. You can listen anytime at your convenience on any of the podcast platforms. You'll hear full interviews on there. Sometimes they're condensed for different radio stations that we're on. Be sure to also follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Faith on the Field and tell a friend or two or three or as many as you'd like about the show. I do want to take a minute to thank our wonderful, awesome sponsors. Please check them out on our website, International Justice Mission. The Masters University, Heritage's Dairy Stores. If you would like to be a sponsor for our show and help our ministry grow, please reach out to us at team at faithonafieldshow.com. 
We have various packages we can cater specifically to fit your needs. Our goal really is to be on a sports radio station in every state. So if you don't have a business to advertise on, but you want us want to help us reach that goal and help the ministry, we do have a donate button on our page on faithonafieldshow.com. You can also help out by purchasing some of our merchandise through Remy's 828 Threads Apparel store. We have t-shirts and so much more. Check it out. Really cool stuff. You can find it on our site, faithonafieldshow.com, under merch. Our guest this week is Denver Broncos tight end Noah Fant. Noah was a first-round pick in 2019. He had a career-best 68 catches this season for 670 yards and four touchdowns. Here is my conversation with Noah. No, it was a pretty incredible weekend of football. I know you were pretty impressed with Joe Burrow. I saw a tweet after the game. What stood out to you the most about what we saw in the NFL with this divisional round playoff weekend? Yeah, I mean, this was a crazy weekend, man. I mean, super, super fun games to watch, super close games. Um, Yeah, I mean, for me, it's just really cool to see these quarterbacks um, wheeling and dealing, making game-winning drives, um, and coming out on, on top. So, I mean, it's it's really cool to see, and I've been very impressed. And obviously, um, Joe Burrow being his uh, was his second year, I think. Yeah, um, yeah. He's he's showing he's showing some good things. So uh, it's been it's been pretty cool to see. You guys, the Denver Broncos, finished seven and ten. You were seven and seven when Teddy Bridgewater was healthy, was able to play. When you look at what this team your team needs to do to take that next step, to be one of those out there playing in the postseason like the teams that we've seen the past couple of weeks. What do you think that is? Yeah, I mean, first thing is is consistency. I think that's a huge thing for us, um, figuring out how to consistently move the ball, score the ball, um, get stops and all those things. And then obviously our team's in the head, head coaching um, hunt right now. So um, finding our guy and bringing him in and getting started and getting to work. So um, I'm excited. How involved do you get in that process? Uh, I know you've only been there three years. Uh, sometimes management talks to the team leaders and what they look for in a head coach. What's the culture in the locker room like? Do you talk to anybody? Do you at least maybe communicate with other teammates uh, of what the process could be like and, and how you can be involved or what direction they may go? Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, I talk to, you know, all the teammates, all of our staff and everybody like that. Um, obviously, I don't have any personal um, knowledge of, you know, how the decisions are made or anything like that. But, um, you know, I, I love talking to people and seeing what their ideas and, and what they what their views are. And um, I, you know, I fully trust our, our front office to, to get their guy that they think that uh, that's going to put us in a successful position. So um, I'm excited to see who it is. As an offensive player, you guys had a defensive-minded head coach. Do you lean that way? Do you go, all right, if we're going to bring somebody in, maybe it could be a, an offensive-minded head coach or does it not matter? Yeah, biasly, I mean, I always love an offensive-minded guy, but uh, we've had defensive-minded guys also that have done great. So I think the biggest thing is finding, you know, a guy that, you know, is a great leader of a team, and uh, whether it be offense or defense and and uh, going from there, a guy that, you know, can lead our team to where we want to go and and uh, and lead progress. So um, I'm excited to see. Noah, you led the team in receptions the past season. I know you also said that it was one of the most trying years for you personally and professionally. What made it difficult for you and, and how did you grow through that process as a person and as a player? Yeah, I mean, this year was was a long one for sure. Um you know, I expected, you know, a lot more from our team in general um, going into the season. And, uh, 
we didn't really – I don't feel like we really lived up to that um, as a team and personally also. Um, had a lot of goals for myself that um, didn't go exactly as planned and, uh, you know, just have to restack and, and uh, you know, go from there and, and keep pressing forward. So I know we have a really good team. We have a lot of really good young guys and um, a lot of guys that can play. But, um, you know, it's it's one of those things that we just got to strap up and, and make sure we're doing everything we need to do to uh, to get to that point. And, uh, you know, personally, it was a long – it was a, a trying year for me um, – you know, being I lost my mom in, in May and uh, right before the season started and um, definitely, a, I mean, a huge blow to me and my family. But, um, you know, definitely grew from it and uh, learned a lot about myself, learned a lot about my family throughout the season. And, um, you know, definitely we're a tight knit group. So got made us stronger for sure. Sorry to hear that, man. I know how difficult that can be for sure. The Broncos are constantly mentioned Noah in any conversations when you hear Aaron Rodgers might become available uh, Russell Wilson might be available Deshaun Watson might be available any quarterback with a pedigree people talk about hey the Broncos could be like a star quarterback away Uh, you know I know it's tough for you to talk about that because you had Teddy and Drew Locke there but how do you look at that do you recruit do you say anything to anybody who, who considers Maybe, hey, I want to go to Denver and, and be part of that. Yeah, I don't really do too much recruiting um, from my from my perspective. I just kind of let the chips fall where they may. Um, I've caught balls from like eight different quarterbacks now through my three years. So wow. um, it's it's going to it's going to be who it's going to be. And uh, I try to make the best of it out of every situation um, where I think our, you know, our team is definitely in a win now mode. Like we we have a lot of guys, a lot of building blocks. Um, a lot of pieces to win now and um, that's that's the whole focus of the team so whether that be a a current QB on the roster or whether it be a different QB coming in um, that's that's the big thing and that's the goal is to win now so what goals do you have personally going into your fourth year where would you like to see the most uh, improvement uh, growth yeah no for me it's just I mean every year is taking a little bit further I was able to tally career highs and catches and touchdowns this year um, and just taking that to another level. Um, you know, I know I have, I have a lot more in the tank, a lot more uh, capabilities out there. And uh, we went into issues this year, whether, you know, it was a plethora of different things, but um, you know, just taking advantage of my opportunities and, and uh, you know, trying to make the best of them. So that's, that's the biggest goal for me and to just keep improving in every statistical category and on field play that I can. The tight end position, Noah, has really changed, and uh, I've made a point over the past couple of years to emphasize that some tight ends deserve to be paid like wide receivers because of all the work that you do, not only catching 70, 80, 90 balls for some of these guys, 12, 1,300 yards, but sometimes having to obviously pass protect, run block. And how much do you look at the games of guys like George Kittle and Travis Kelsey and, and some of the best at their position? And what can you learn from them? Yeah, no, I definitely look at those guys' film. Um, you know, every, every guy's a little bit different, though. Um, you know, they ask George to block a lot. They ask George to block in from a traditional tight end, Y alignment. Um Kelsey's not as much, but they asked Kelsey to run a lot more wide receiver routes. And uh, they um, that's kind of the same thing with Mark Andrews a little bit also. And, uh, I, you know, George and I would say you could throw in Gronk and they're also um, are the, you know, the true guys that, you know, 
do the run blocking nitty gritty stuff also. And um, that really like, you know, almost an extension of another tackle, uh, a little bit undersized tackle on the field. So um, it's really cool to watch those guys. And like, I mean, in my opinion, Travis Kelsey is the best route runner hands down in the, in the league. So uh, I got a lot of, a lot of help from his film and, um, and George's film also. And, and, uh, you know, kind of take those and try to make the best of what I can and how I can implement those into my game. Tell me, Noah, about getting involved in the NFT space and what led you to choose to partner with Outcast. Yeah, no, I've, I've been super interested in the NFT stuff, um, starting to learn more about it. And obviously it was kind of new and foreign to me once it initially getting into the game. But I think it's where the future is going, man. I mean, um, to have those NFTs out there, to own them, to, to be able to buy, sell, trade them. Um, it's, it's a market. There's a, definitely a market out there. So I wanted to get involved with the company and, um, you know, see where it goes. And I think, you know, I think the outcast is going to be, um, something that's going to take off and, um, I'm, I'm excited to be a part of. So it takes a little bit of uh, learning, right? There, there's a learning process when it comes, cause not a lot of people know, Hey, what is an NFT? I mentioned that sometimes you mentioned those letters, people go, excuse me, what is that? And what was that, that learning process for you? Like how many people do you reach out to talk to and, and what did you get out of it? Yeah. So uh, some of it was personal research and then obviously, um, getting involved with, with uh, Outcast was they kind of gave me a rundown of what they're about, you know, um, what they're doing, the whole NFT space and all that stuff. Um, so it's kind of it's kind of a combination of both. You definitely have to have an interest in, you know, doing some personal research on it and uh, figuring it out for yourself. But also, you know, like I said, having um, the the team from Outcast helping me out a little bit. And um, obviously, I'm not super versed in it yet, but I'm going to keep learning and and figuring it out because it's definitely something that's very interesting. Like I said before, something that's uh, coming at us very quickly um, that we're going to have to embrace. So I'm excited for it. No, I'd like to finish with this. As a a man of faith, I put all my trust and hope in the Lord. And uh, I saw when you posted about uh, a difficult trying year for you, you said, trust God. What what does that mean to you to be able to put your trust in God and in everything, good times, bad times and in between? So yeah, my post, that was, that was something that was huge for me to include because, you know, we all have this goal of the, you know, of this person that we want to become and this person that we want to be. And mine kind of like as yourself, um, mine kind of ties in with the the person that God wants me to become the person that God wants me to be, um, you know, expanding his kingdom. So, um, and you know, in my faith and my beliefs, you know, all the good and all the bad included helped me form me into that person. So that's the biggest thing is trusting him. And um, trusting what he is putting me through, what he's um, allowing me to achieve and, uh, you know, taking that to the to the highest level and and really using that to um, to to use my platform to expand him and expand his name and expand his kingdom. So um, that's that's huge for me. So thank you, man. I appreciate the conversation and good luck with everything. Thank you. I appreciate that. That's it for this week. Thank you to Noah Fant. Thank you to Doug, Pastor Scott, Josh, and everyone on our team. And thank you for listening to Faith on a Field Show, presented by International Justice Mission and the Masters University. For Remy, I'm Rob Motti, reminding you, make a difference. Be a blessing. Today, over 40 million people are being forced into trafficking and slavery. One in four are children. We cannot allow them to suffer in silence. We need you. We need everybody. Go to IJM.org backslash take action. Get information. Understand how you can be involved. Because of the work that you are committing to do, they will be free. 
For nearly 100 years, the Master's University has held an uncompromising commitment to Christ and Scripture, equipping thousands of young people to have an impact for the Lord across the world. The school offers more than 150 accredited programs, all taught from a biblical worldview, as well as financial aid options and 17 intercollegiate athletic teams. Visit the Master's University in Santa Clarita, California, or at masters.edu. That's masters.edu.